This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're tuned in to the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Shaman Tea Room is a mystical name for a duo that tries to elevate the status of tea in our daily lives by incorporating it into a form of a performance that's pretty enchanting. When you come for a session with the Shaman Tea Room, you're not only merely drinking tea that's brewed fresh in front of you, you'll be a part of a performance that treats tea with grace, poise and full of thought. But how do they actually go about it? To find out more about what they do, I speak to the performers Ai Weifu and Ken Lee from Shaman Tea Room. Hi, I'm Ai Wei. Hi, I'm Ken. Yeah, so we are from Shaman Tea Room. Shaman Tea Room is our interpretation on healing within an urban environment. So just like how the word shaman has suggested a spiritual medium or healer, but in our case, it is more of a healer. Especially in this chaos time. (laughs) And also a word play on shaman, shaman in Mandarin, it also means a mountain door which refer to the front gate of the temple or a mountain residence. We are a multidisciplinary artist and so Shaman Theorem is a multidisciplinary project which incorporating different art forms in a theorem setting. So as a collective, we play different different roles in, in this project. So for myself, I'm a multidisciplinary artist. So besides tea, I also work on the visuals and sets and costumes, creative and art direction. So Ken works on the sound design and the music. So I would say that this is more of a artistic exploration by using tea as a medium. Mm. May I know what's your relationship with tea before this and how did this translate to what Shaman Tea Room is doing? Mm, I think mainly it start from like like me and Ai Wei both also a tea lover and uh, we were a different time to get contact with tea. For example, for me, I I was uh, learning about the traditional way tea ceremony or, uh, when I was 15 years old. But when I like growing up, busy on working, I started like forgotten about this, this practice uh, which I usually do. And then until I met Ai Wei again, and then we used the tea as medium to start this project. And then for Ai Wei, it's like another timeline. Yeah. Just for for myself, um, actually my encounter with tea happened about a few years ago. And before that, I was actually more of a coffee drinker until one day that suddenly I discovered the taste of tea. Actually, it wasn't how I perceived or how I tasted it before. And I was quite quite shocked because um, during that time, I had the opportunity to, to experience tea with, uh, from someone. So I started to realize that the feeling and then the moment when you are having tea is, is really at that very specific moment and you stay at the specific now. So... I feel there's a kind of like peace of mind and yeah, and there's a certain slowness. So that's how I um, started to practice brewing, started to appreciate tea and I try to bring this, um, this feeling and this 
practice to the artists as well. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I think the art of drinking tea is is very present in our culture, right? I mean, off the top of my head, I thought of like the um, tea ceremony in Chinese weddings. But you seem to be taking it up a notch, right, in terms of what you're doing. So can you walk us through the, the process of your performance? What normally happens during your performance? So normally we do it per session. So normally a session, it takes about 30 to 45 minutes. And during the sessions... It is more of, uh, we do a lot of improvisational act during the, the performance. And I normally will brew about two to three types of tea. And can, well, depends on the concept. It's pretty much rely on uh, what kind of concept and what kind of uh, sound or what kind of act that we'll be doing during the, the sessions. And uh, normally a sessions, uh, we take up to eight uh, guests, including us, uh, it's about 10 people. Yeah, it's uh, quite a very intimate uh, session. Mm. And I also noticed that the audience, at least before the pandemic, uh, the audience, they're present. But but like, what role do they play in your performance? Because this is, um, this is a very experiential project and we always see this uh, is a very interactive project. So the audience and us, the artists, actually the, this project is very much like the blurring of art and life. So we need the audience to interact with us to complete the session and to complete this uh, performance itself. Because without the audience, it's just us. It is a bit... Um, it's another kind of form. I mean, for example, we did a virtual as well. It's without audience. But for sure, the original plan is like with audience and us to join together with the the whole set is sounds will be more complete because when you brew a tea, the tea master still needs someone to drink it. I would say that the audience they take part in this uh, the whole entire process or the sessions actively and also passively. Actively because of course uh, during the tea session, the tea ceremony, we are really serving tea to them. They are really drinking. They are tasting. So everything is. They are actively participate in the session and also passively because we also doing a performance and in some way they are also not required to do certain things. They are just being there, being with themselves. So that is what we always want people to to engage with with themselves during the sessions. It's sort of like like a energy exchange, like. Probably we have a certain like so-called rules that they have to be with themselves, just sit there. But we can see a lot of different kind of reaction from the audience. It's like very interesting. Some people, they can't even really sit quietly there. Someone just really, really come and sit there, do nothing. And even they close their eyes. Even we had, we, had, we ever had an audience like just straight fall asleep. <laughs> so, yeah, to us, drinking tea is about slowness. And it's about to stay with yourself and at yeah. that moment. Present moment. The present moment. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you brought up that it's slow because I think there is that process of appreciation, right? And sometimes I think appreciation takes time. And also, um, there's also a lot of reflection, I feel, based on what I observe. Mm. Uh, maybe there's also an element of mindfulness there. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. When you are slow, then... I would say that you are more mindful about your surrounding. You are very mindful about your taste bud, 
your sense of smell and everything. Yeah, so mindfulness is uh, one of the practice. Yeah. Mm. It also feels slightly spiritual in nature. I think based on based on what I observe again, I feel like there's this element of spirituality as well that is very present in your performance. Is that something that is also a part of your thinking when it comes to performing this? We think uh, we not like try to emphasize in this element, but I think it's kind of similar with uh, like kind of spiritual practice because uh, for us we always discussing about what is present. We always like think about this question and we always keep discuss like there's a lot of way to interpret and to ask a question but but somehow sometimes we come out the idea to create certain tea room then we will try to move on with the direction but not probably not really all the tea room will be like that yeah even though we, we probably will have a noisy tea room <laughs> in somehow because we are trying to use uh we're trying to think about different kind of the situation approach and then like like uh, what what will happen in our life and then we we will emphasize in the tea room and we we also like an observer to ourselves or for audience yeah so i guess spirituality is not intentional but somehow people perceive it in their own way so this uh, this is really up to individuals uh, interpretation but shaman tea room is a versatile project so it could be presented in many different way and different forms in different uh, concept as well mm. Mm. another aspect that i find interesting is in one of your videos you also talk about the importance of choosing the right cups or choosing the right uh, material for your cups right i think there was com- a conversation about um, ceramic uh, versus glaze ceramic and things like that right so how important are the tools when it comes to your performance um, we're going to touch on the tea later but what about the instruments that you use uh, in your performance and, and even the kind of instruments that that they are right yeah so i think that's also pretty pretty crucial in your performance so maybe you can elaborate a bit on that I guess just like any tools or any instruments that people use, for example, musicians use in their career or in their when they're playing certain music yeah, in their performance. I mean, instrument is definitely will play a very different, a uh, very crucial role. So it's same for all the teawares and tea that we are using. Yeah, so different um, kind of material will deliver different kind of like taste, and we always emphasize about the good taste of tea. So that's why we are also quite particular about the kind of like materials or the kind of like teaware that we are using. Yeah, I think like like when, when you, you need to do a lot of like experiment, like for example, for teaware, like doesn't really like too expensive or just you can feel the material for yourself and you use it, you brew a cup of tea and you taste it, you feel like, okay, that's the taste they're looking for. I think that's, that's good for the person and that's complete the whole step. Mm. I think there is more of our personal take on the importance of the material that does to the taste of tea because that is what we have been experimenting with the materials and the taste of tea. So that's why we talk about the material of the teaware and the taste of tea. Yeah. But can we say we are not technical person yeah actually yeah. we are not so academic academic yeah so when we talk about like tea drinking or tea appreciation although like 
I mean, tea is cultural, it is historical, but to us, back, we still go back to the taste of tea and we always try to get people to explore on their own about the taste, open their taste with their tongue and open their mind. So experience the taste on their own. Yeah. Mm. Incorporating sound in the performances also creates another layer for expression. Uh, in fact, I think you also liken the process of brewing tea to making music, right? So how crucial is music and sound in the whole process? <laughs> uh, how crucial? When I bring this project, actually I started this theorem project back in 2018. I started it in, back in Singapore. It was started off as a exploration more of the artistic approach. So I was using tea as a medium to explore different uh, pocket of spaces in, in the public space and to convert it into a temporary tea room. It's sort of a social intervention of sort. And it was in 2019 that I came back to Malaysia and I want to bring this project back to Malaysia. So I contacted Kent because I want to incorporate music into the tea room because it has always been a multidisciplinary project. So that's how we get together and and since then we work on Shaman Tea Room until now. Yeah, so I think for Shaman Tea Room, sound, music and tea is, is uh, always together because we also can draw a parallel line between making tea and making music. So if you watch our video, you will see, I mean, you, will, you can read the, the text which is uh, written by me and about making tea, the analogy of making tea and making uh, music, they are quite the same or quite similar. I've been speaking to Ai Weifu and Ken Lee, the performers from Shaman Tea Room. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin and I'm joined this week by the duo behind Shaman Tea Room, Ai Weifu and Ken Lee. Together, they enchant guests that come for the tea with elaborate performances that show some form of reverence to the tea and how one should approach it. Sound and music are very important components of their performances and I'm curious to know how Ken approaches it and his thought process, especially considering his background in music production. Mm, like like we like we mentioned before, uh, there's we we kind of open for ourselves for this uh, shaman tea room. There's a lot of possibility. For example, uh, the recent few project is like more go toward the direction of like the kind of zen zen feeling. But uh, also we have our own favorite preferences. Like uh, we we both love those experimental ambient and even electronic scene noise those kind of elements so we always love to blend in those texture sounds texture like soundscape into the the tiro music because we, we thought that this is in between the dream and reality somehow so we always love to like to create another space through the sound or music when we when we when we perform a tiro 
So I, w- I would say really depends on that present moment as well. For example, if you have watched our latest uh, performance video from YouTube, like uh, we perform for the Singapore Ceramic Nows, the virtual virtual tea room, that's more more kind of like dreamy and uh, ceramic sounds that we create at the moment is it's really trying to presenting some some material like like for example ceramic is more like the earth element so we, we, we would love to like bring in in certain tea room so it really depends on which tea room we're gonna do if we ever thought about we maybe we could have a industrial noise tea room then there will be a lot of like a heavy metal sound so yeah it's really depending what kind what kind of tea room you want to do we automatically come out the idea and the present we, we just just feel like the gut feeling tell us like okay that's the feeling that's the sense then also we will do a slightly a preparation before that also like the it's more on the image I mean the the image come from our mind when, when it come out the idea visualization the visual, like the visual. Oh, yeah. okay I see that, that's very interesting because I think I'm, I'm trying to imagine how it sounds like like heavy metal plus the <laughs> the very <laughs> calm the approach that you guys have been doing so far you, you know you know for example like like some people will find they will find calmness in post rock music so when the noise wall come in then people are like oh I feel this this is heaven you know that's the kind of feeling the big contrast <laughs> yeah I know what you mean because I think I'm a metalhead myself and sometimes, sometimes I do find calmness in in <laughs> all the busyness of yeah. the music yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, but I like the part where you also said that it's important to pay attention to the sound of for example the tea hitting the ceramic bowl or the ceramic cup as you pour it as well mm. because that seems to be very nuanced and very specific to the process right to the whole performance that it's not just limited to you playing these instruments yeah. accompanying the performance but also yeah. the sound that the performance produce I think that's uh that's also like pretty important in 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 the whole performance right mm, yeah 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 like the wa- the water brewing i mean the water boiling all this thing every sound could be a uh, musical notes yeah mm. what kind of tea do you use in your performance are you very particular about the kind of tea that you use as well we will do discussion before every performance it will go back to the to the concept of that specific performance again. So if let's say we are really doing a heavy metal tea room, then we will use a tea probably is a bit heavy, probably. Strong so for taste. example, yeah, yeah, stronger taste maybe. So yeah, we will discuss. So like what I mentioned just now, normally we will have two to three types of tea. So we will design the different kind of taste profile for, for the tea to have a different maybe from lightness to a bit more heavier one for example yeah yeah now our favorite normally we will use the rock tea yes also the yeah. species of a Oolong Oolong, tea, yeah. but it's grow grows on we we uh, mountain we mountain on the rocks so this is where kind of it's kind of unique tea that we love if you ask what, what is our favorite tea uh, must be a rock tea Rock tea, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really growing you on the rock. You feel rock when you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, so um, the pandemic, I think, has affected um, a lot of industries and I think you guys were also affected. Uh, and I think one of the ways you sort of like adapted to it uh, is by going virtual, right? For your, I guess, um, recent performances. What's the difference between doing it 
virtually versus doing it with guests or with audience. Mm, definitely, uh, interaction between us and the audience is the best way. Yeah, but for this uh virtual performance that we 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 did before is really interesting. We explore another way to mm-hmm. perform. I think this is also kind of a a good approach. I mean, a good way of interpreting this theorem performance to us. I mean, doing this live streaming because normally we will have live audience during the theorem and there are guests to be served. And since now there's no live guests to be served during this live streaming, so we were only brewing uh, for ourselves. So this is kind of like a, a tea room is for, for the artists, for two of us. And I also have to cut down the sequence of brewing. And so I did also uh, spoken words and sound looping and I create different sound texture to complement with Kent's uh, sound. So we are, we are exploring another way of performance since we have no choice, they have to do it virtually. But actually, we find it quite interesting because we can actually explore a lot of uh, more possibilities in uh, different way of doing this out of all these limitations. How does that work? Like, in, in what sense did it allow you to explore different uh, way of approaching your performance? Uh, okay, so for example, like, since there's no guest, so how should we still brew tea or how we can still make it looks more like a Tyrion performance in this context. So it was quite a, a challenge to us at first. Like, how are you supposed to do a, a tea room without any guests and do it live and no one is supposed to drink your tea? So this is a challenge to us too. How to still maintain the concept of the tea room without a physical audience to drink your tea? So I think that the most important is like, first of all, we are still in a tea room first. So we are we both sit in a tea room that we create by ourselves. We still brewing a tea for ourselves. We still make a good tea that our favorite tea for ourselves. And then from there we started to perform and also see whether what kind of concept that we want and we, we could even blend in some uh, visual effect, live visual effect or something to present another form of tea room. Yeah, I think that that's the way we, we just we just dare to imagine that and, and just just do what we what we think is right. Mm-hmm. Um I think earlier you've mentioned how some of your um guests, some of your customers have reacted to the performance. What's the general reception like? Um what's their feedback like when they talk to you about it? I think in general they feel peaceful and they feel calm. <laughs> I guess it's because of the effect of the the warm tea and also the the sound and the music. I mean, that was for the previous because performance. This, this previous tea room that we make is kind of like comfortable way. It's like, more quiet. It's more quiet. Like like sometimes even how we we just we have we have no sound. Like just both we both like like we usually love to like from the beginning we also need to you know, how to like 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 to 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 cultivate to cultivate, cultivate, cultivate the mood to, to the mood for ourselves. So sometimes we just close our eyes to get a start. Then people feel like okay, this is something looks serious. <laughs> so they just keep quiet and sit there. Uh, like like we ever like some tea room people like very talkative. The whole tea room they keep talking, keep asking. When we found it's quite energetic and it's it's funny. Sometimes they ask some very like critical 
question, but it's, it sounds funny, but we try to answer that what we have. Or yeah. even though sometimes we don't answer anything, we just quietly sit and just give them a, a cup of tea. So uh, generally, they luck, and we are glad that uh, people people still like love our what, what we are doing and they're looking forward like something more maybe different. I guess the previous tea room were more uh, meditative perhaps. And for the first uh, first tea room that we did at Zhongshan in 2019, uh, we actually interact with the audience like throughout the sessions as in people that can ask questions and then I will talk to them. But during the second one where we did uh, last September, we actually uh, didn't interact with the audience during the sessions, but we only have a Q&A sessions after, after the performance. So yeah, we didn't like, talk, talk to them. We did directly no, no, no talking with them, but in another way to interactive with our, like, the whole performance uh, process. Mm. Um, Ai Wei, earlier you mentioned that you were previously a coffee drinker and I think it reminds me of um, the kind of conversations that I've had with my friend about whether Malaysians are more of a coffee drinker or tea drinker, right? I think uh, to a certain extent, I think tea is kind of present in, in our culture. Um, culturally speaking, uh, there's tea ceremony like we mentioned or we spoke about earlier and then there's also the tea tarik culture. But somehow tea doesn't seem to be as popular as coffee, right? Uh, I'm curious to know what are your thoughts on it? Like, uh, wh- why do you think that's the case? And whether the kind of things that you are doing right now with Shaman Tea Room can perhaps change the way we approach tea. You know, if coffee uh, aficionados, you know, can talk about their beans and where it's roasted and things like that, do you think we can help popularize tea in that way as well? Actually, I think tea and coffee, they are quite similar in a way that just like coffee bean, we also talk about the origin of the tea leaves and how the tea farmer grow the tea tree and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, we also talk about like organic tea and uh, what kind of soil and climates and things like that. But yeah, I mean, coffee drinking is like, uh, to me, I feel it's a, it's a lifestyle. And I think it started as a very hip kind of uh, activity. I mean, it's a beverage. Yeah, but of course, there are a lot of like specialty coffee and they are very, there are also people very serious about about coffee as well, I think. Maybe we could say it depends on the marketing on, on the tea or coffee, I guess. Maybe tea, there's a lot of, uh, I think a lot of uh, brand they're trying to also to create the tea become like more more easy to drink, which I think is also a good thing like to, to taste the benefit of tea, you know. But, you know, this is a kind of... Uh, uh, many way of the games <laughs> to create. So if you, let's say for for culture wise, uh, I think for us we just trying to use tea as medium, and then we would love to sh- share to people like you you should try with tea sometimes because even now we still love coffee as well. Sometimes we are happy with our three sixty system <laughs> to brew our coffee as well, but we just we think we we should make more possibility and more choice. For, for this uh, culture or lifestyle thing. But I think, yeah, coffee, it could be a very lifestyle thing. And same for tea, it could be very lifestyle thing as well. Like you see like those like cold blend tea or bubble tea, all these are quite lifestyle drink. But 
tea or coffee, they could be very academic as well. Like people talk about the kind of bean, the kind of tea leaves. Yeah. The process of it and then where it's come from because it's too many types of tea at the same time. But once I, I still remember when I went to the China Chaozhou, somewhere in the south part, and it's like you can see a tea set in every single house. Everywhere when you walk past like 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 a small valley, you see the house. In front of the house there's a tea set. So everyone's drinking the tea is like drink water it's more than water. But I think yeah perhaps the tea lover or tea drinker is not as many as coffee drinker. Yeah, somehow. And I guess people they have a certain some people they have a certain uh, preconceptions about tea. Because when they think about uh, drinking tea, especially uh, Chinese tea, maybe they relate to uh, old people drinking tea, um, like with a birdcage, like, you know, like old people activity. So there's a kind of like a mindset some people have that they relate to and, tea. And also they say it, it will hurt your stomach or, or you can't sleep after you drink a tea instead of coffee. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Um, so apart from I guess adapting to virtual performances, um, what are your plans uh, moving forward? What are our plans to moving forward? We really see like if it's like fully like for for here in Malaysia, if we can open, slowly open up. So we will have our next tea room again, probably a next physical like, tea room. Physical tea room. Yeah, yeah, with still audience. In planning. Yeah. And also, we, 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 we for sure, we, we will come up some uh, merchant as well. Like, yeah. uh, I will design a t-shirt. We also plan to have um, exhibition mm. and exhibition uh, and performance. So hopefully, it will happen like soon. Yeah, happen by this mm. year, hopefully, because we are still uh, planning in our proposal and also try to looking for some maybe some art fund support yeah that takes time but we still slowly take our time to proceed where we expect yeah we also plan to bring this art form to overseas mm. in the future but for now I think we would like to to do it in okay, Malaysia first yeah own, own, yeah own. to explore the, the the market here I mean yeah You've been tuning in to I Love KL and I've been speaking to Ai Weifu and Ken Lee, the duo behind Shaman Tea Room, a group that incorporates performative elements while serving tea to their audience. To find out more about what they do, look for Shaman Tea Room on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Hanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Remember to stay at home if possible, practice physical distancing and stay safe. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9 the business station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.